0: Hello, you wonderful people. My name is John Patrick, and I'm here with my cats, not Dean Sage, who I'm always here with. Just my cats. Just, just my cats. Just the cats. Okay, so today we have an interesting episode. Once again, we're gonna go from a little depressing news to a little bit of stories of
1: debauchery. Well, I'm kind of confused. Should I get the cats on the microphone or do you want me to stay?
0: I you can stay. You can okay. stay, it's fine. I'm here okay. with Teen Sage. I'm here with Dean Sage. He can he can stay. He he's fine. He's good. He's he's wonderful. So we have first an alarming little thing. Each city in the United States seems to have uh, and al- I already said alarming. Ooh, give me well, one second. Well, it's, it's equally alarming. It's equally alarming. Um, each city seems to have a GoFundMe for at least one of their gay bars Ooh. because of the
1: coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. Some cities more than one. Well, it's already sort of a niche industry. You know, there's, obviously there's like the, the, the straight, Mostly or I don't know what do we call what do we call what is again. The uh, this uh, gay theme straight bar. Gay th- yeah. I mean, so there's those kind of gay bars, which, you know, they, they do pretty well all the time. Obviously, the pandemic hit everybody hard if you are uh, in person entertainment kind of industry. But yeah, but gay bars. Niche, yeah. We're already small because there's only about 10 percent of us that are willing to accept that we're gay. Um, so yeah, that's sad though.
0: Yeah. And I hate this statistic, but what? apparently 37% of gay bars closed down between 2007 and 2019. So now it's hitting us even harder now because of the pandemic.
1: Now why? Hmm. I mean, so there was a the whole, like, everybody pretend to be a happy family. Don't dance in your underwear. Don't have sex in the club kind of a thing. I mean, is, is that what happened? Did they, everybody just get boring and go home? Is this another thing to blame millennials for? Are th- those damn millennials? No, I think it's developers. They want to.
0: They want the family friendly environment, and they don't want the gay bars there.
1: I mean, we've talked about that in uh, the gay in Philly, and we know it's happening in other places.
0: Yeah, he- hearken back to season four, episode in insert episode number here. I'm kidding. We're not actually going to insert an episode Yeah, that's number really there. hard to do. I don't want to do that. Yeah, that would be stupid. Um, but just here in Philly, we have one bar that's on a GoFundMe. It's called the Bike
1: Stop. Have you been there? I actually have not, which is interesting because it is like half my scene and half not my scene. Like, I don't really care to dress up in leather. I'm not like interested in that at all. Combat boots are fun, but I, I haven't owned A&E in years. I think I lost them in Texas. Um, but... That is, you know, sort of a little bit of my kink area. So I, it's kind of thing where maybe I should have, but I have not. Yeah, I've gone with our friend. Um, the other D. The other D. The,
0: the big D. He is the big D. He is the big D. Um, I've gone with him on a couple occasions. I've also gone with um, a girl once. They don't really care for girls
1: there. Well, and this has always been a problem is like queer spaces should be queer friendly and there has definitely been a fetishization of gays. Um, you know, like women's bachelor parties at gay bars. In some ways, yeah, I get it. It is a safe environment, generally speaking, you know, there's still assholes that try to drug people, et cetera, et cetera. But generally speaking, a gay bar is a lot more safe for women yeah, than a straight my, bar is. It
0: was my first time there. I didn't realize that what kind of bar it was. So I didn't realize that girls it, it's really a fetish kink bar and it's wasn't for, it wasn't, wasn't the scene. It was not the scene was not the
1: scene, but I did get kicked out of there once you did. And I'm kind of surprised because for a fetish bar, they do seem to be like a little bit of a stickler. Like I took my ex to uh pride in New York and we actually were dancing with some guys who were quite literally fucking on the dance floor and I just kind of figured like if any but if any place would be like that, it would be bike stop just from hearing about it. But yeah. I mean all you were doing was blowing a dude. No, I was getting blown. Oh, you were getting blown.
0: I was, I know, right? Shocking. Shocking. Wow. Shocking debauchery. And fun fact, I the same thing happened at Voyeur and I did not get kicked out. I feel like anything could happen. The bathrooms at Voyeur. Yeah. Yeah. Back when I was in my drug days, uh, the bathrooms at Voyeur were safe havens. Also, can we talk about? Can we talk about um, the safety level of just feeling a girl and a bathroom tell you you're beautiful, you are gorgeous, Aww. everything? I, I miss that. I really miss that pre-COVID.
1: Well, and so like that was kind of cool. Like like uh, Voyeur's is is yeah. unigender um, non non-genderized bathrooms, which is fine. Like, I don't know. Like I, I'm sure that there are some dangerous places for women. I, I can't undersell that, but there it's the neighborhood, and a lot of the people there are gay men. And a lot of the people, the gay men there will throw hands at anyone who does try to uh, assault a woman exactly, or, you know, their man of the night. But the point is that it, it is nice to have the mixed spaces. So it's sad to see fetish locations go because they're, Essential. Like there isn't very many places where you can have a fetish and be open about it.
0: But yeah, so the bike stop has a GoFundMe right now. If you go online, uh, I don't have the website. I wish I had the website in front of me because that would have been smart.
1: We can put it in the show notes. We can
0: put it in the show notes. Please support them. It's one of the only fetish bars in Philadelphia.
1: Uh, and you and- know, even if it's not your thing, the fact that a fetish bar exists is a really important Facet of our community and culture. You can't erase fetishes, and honestly, straight people ought to get behind their fetishes too. I mean, they should probably back off the misogyny and end the patriarchy. But after pa- that, patriarchy, patriarchy, patriarchy. Uh, there we go. They should end the patriarchy and have a patriarchy. Well, when they get done those two things, then they should definitely embrace their fetishes and kings, especially the uh, clothed female, nude male. Definitely into that one. I keep making more videos. <laughs>
0: But yes, I did get kicked out of the bike stop. I had all the people all the people around me watching me. Speaking of people watching me, we just watched Framing Britney Spears.
1: Ooh, that transition was smooth
0: as fuck. Oh, thank you. Wow. Do we want to talk about how the paparazzi treated her, or do we want to talk about how I the media treated her? I how do, which one, well, which one do you want to talk what's about? What's the
1: difference? They really... I mean, one feeds the other. Somebody's paying their paychecks. People don't stand outside in the rain and the snow and the cold to take pictures of people unless they're getting paid to do it. That's true.
0: But, I mean, we have one set of the paparazzi who's actually out there and – sorry, one of the cats just distracted me. The cats, they're cattening. They're not really cattening. They're just there. Um, but we have the paparazzi who were swarming her. She was saying that she was scared – Do you
1: remember that? I do. I'm scared. It's hard to watch. And it's hard to remember that that was just normal. And I don't know that if it's changed.
0: It hasn't changed.
1: I mean, social media did in some ways destroy the power of the paparazzi because now celebrities are putting themselves out there in the meet, like you don't have to get a weekly rag in order to see your favorite celebrity. And I
0: forget who it was. Someone wore the same shirt every single day going out so that the paparazzi, Oh,
1: Oh, I think it was, um, I think it was Andrew Garfield. That would make sense.
0: That's something he would do coming
1: out of the, he was coming out of like a Broadway show. Um,
0: but he would wear the same shirt every at same. Oh, hello. Same shirt and pants every single day so that the paparazzi couldn't sell their shots because you wouldn't know what day of the week it was.
1: Also he and Emma stone um, whenever they went out for coffee would wear um, like um, I don't want to call it billboards, but they they would wear like t-shirts with like social messages. So at least if they are being sold to the rags, they're you know talking about like ending hunger here and, you know, helping the homeless there. And yeah, but I kind of want to talk about how the media treated her. So like Jesus not Christ. not the pop
0: not just the paparazzi but the media. So in one of the interviews, uh, I forget her name on ABC. Oh, I think it was done Yours. Oh my gosh, Diane Sawyer. Yeah, um, she brought up a quote from a governor saying that she would shoot
1: Britney Spears. Uh, oh. See, here is the problem. Here is the real problem. We just had a, a, a physical insurrection of the Capitol, but these sentiments and ideas have been going on for a long time uh just ask your favorite black person they'll tell you um but this whole idea of you have to conform to my morality number 1 and number 2 that somehow every woman is responsible for every child on the planet like it's like the ultimate misogyny it's not not only are women supposed to care for children and it's expected that they you know stay home and The pandemic actually brought this back up again, but Britney Spears, a young woman with no kids and just making pop music, is responsible for the moral well-being of every child on the planet. Like, what the fuck?
0: Yeah, and I especially want to talk about the portrayal of her sex life in the media.
1: Oh, my God. Um, Are you a virgin? No, no, let's back it up. Ed McMahon. Asking, uh, what was she five? She was ten. She was ten. Okay. Asking a ten-year-old if she has a boyfriend. Can we please stop this? Can oh, no, we and please asking stop? If she this? liked
0: him. Asking
1: if she oh, liked him. Yeah, that yeah. Was weird. I'm not that mean. Was weird. I'm not mean. What about me? You're that was weird. That was weird. I was just reading a Twitter thing about age gaps, and it kind of made me angry because honestly, just mind your own fucking business. If you don't want to date someone ten years older, then you then don't. But if it's a
0: 10-year-old girl...
1: Yes. There's a difference between an age gap and an adult consenting relationship and fucking Ed McMahon at 50-plus. And here's the thing. Why is it expected of a woman to be validated by a man? Her existence can only revolve... I mean, the Bechdel test is so stupid. It is so stupid. Do you know how easy it is to pass the Bechdel test? Do you know what the Wait, Bechdel test is? I don't know what the Bechdel. Please so, tell me. Uh, I think it's Allison. I'm so sorry, Ms. Bechdel. If I, I believe your first name is Allison. She's a comic uh, book writer, and she made a joke in one of her, I think it was comic strips at the time, and basically said uh, that the like the amount of comics that could pass this one test, which is two women have to speak to each other about anything oh, other than I a man. I have heard
0: this. I have heard this.
1: Literally. Two women just have to... And they have to be named characters. It can't just be like... We had this in Rick and Morty. Yes. Two, two, two female named characters have to talk to each other. It could be five-second conversation, but have to talk to each other about anything other than a man. And the number of comics and media that do not pass the Bechdel test, which, by the way, was not her being serious. She was making a, a gallows humor joke. But it, the amount of things that don't pass it... And this is exactly why. Every time a woman is anywhere... Her worth as a woman, her validation as a woman is, where's your man? How are you related to men? What are you doing for men?
0: Can we talk about Twitter for a second? Their takeaway is Justin Timberlake. The
1: the whole thing is about Britney's life being controlled in order to grab her money and uh, turn her into a cash machine for a few people. And we're talking about Justin Timberlake, which, by the way, it sucks. What he did was bad. What he did was he cashed in on the mania against her. He cast in on misogyny. He cast in on the cashed in on the patriarchy, but people were there to support him. We listened to that one radio show. It's like, did you fuck Britney Spears? Oh my God. What the fuck?
0: Yeah, that was awful. But
1: can we talk about that one family feud episode? It's, uh, and it goes, I know that you didn't like the part where they brought in Monica Lewinsky, but Monica Lewinsky is, Oh Yeah. Is much a part of all of this as that woman? First of all, brilliant. Second of all, very classy. Just I taken mean, taken advantage of. She should she should have been AOC. Like she should have been one of the next uh, great leaders of women and of this country. And she was taken advantage of by a man. Used his power, and she's the one that got the butt of the hurt, church. rejected, um, death threats. I mean, she's she's the one that lost everything. I mean, I. I like Hillary. I don't like Hillary. There's, there's some goods and some bads for that. But even she took more shit about her husband's misbehavior than he did.
0: Do you know what I do, you know what I do like, though? What? She took back some power in a little time on Twitter. Uh, there was something about her talking about the Clinton presidency and her saying that it left a bad taste in her mouth.
1: I'm assuming this was Monica, not Hillary. This is Monica. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, Monica has been doing a lot of good work. She was on a a show where they kind of recapped like, um, the whole thing. And and I, I really enjoyed listening to her. If you, if you've not engaged with her more recently, you definitely should because she's doing good work. She's a very, very activist type person. However, that moment in time was like, let's absolutely, uh, crucify, legislate women's a right to live in the media. They always they talk about trying things in the media. Literally, Britney was tried and convicted in the media. Yeah, she shaved her head
0: because she didn't want people to touch her anymore. She didn't want people to. She wasn't Britney Spears anymore. She and this, wanted to be her own person.
1: This wasn't like you know fans on the on the meet and the greet you know, and she's making money, but she doesn't want to shake hands. This was like she's literally so surrounded and jam packed by people all the time. I mean, she was, what, in a fucking CVS? And they they filled the aisles. She could not get out of the store.
0: And someone, a, a regular person was saying, get out of the way. Like, there were some scenes where there was regular
1: people saying, leave her alone, get out of the way. I mean, it's just human decency nature. And, I mean, I'm starting to have some anxiety symptoms just being in any kind of enclosed space. I cannot even imagine how she lasted as long as she did without having some sort of breakdown. Like, I think I would be done in five yeah. minutes and I she com- went te- like 10 years. I
0: completely understand her beating the paparazzi car with an umbrella. It's like fucking. She didn't even
1: beat the car. She just out of desperation hit a car with a plastic object. Yeah. In no way hurting or endangering anyone. I- I'm actually impressed. She left a dent. Good swing. Good swing. Good, Good swing. swing. Good for Good her. Swing.
0: Now let's have a little talk about her conservatorship. Just, just a comment. little one. Just a little one. Just, okay. Just a tiny one. Just a, just a smidge. The idea of her dad, let's, the
1: idea of it. It is
0: the, like the, the temporary one made sense. The temporary one. sense. But see, sense, that's, but
1: a, that's the thing it, it, in California and other places. It doesn't need to like conservatorship is literally like adopting an adult. Like it's, it's not just let me help you out. It's quite literally saying you are now a ward of me. I, like a child, has no rights to determine their own anythings. That's what a conservatorship does. It basically turns an adult back into a child. There are so many other things that could have been done. In that case, a temporary uh, power of attorney or a temporary medical power of attorney, both of which would have helped her get help. But the law is written for men. And uh, you... I agree with one of the quotes uh, that
0: happened in framing Britney Spears. It said, if this... Ha- this would have never happened to a man.
1: Oh, never, never. The, the, the word hysterical, do you know where it comes from? Uh, a hyster, his from the, from the, from the hysteria, the the female uh, reproductive organs. Yeah. It was diagnosed of women who had mental illness and they weren't, they weren't considered to have mental illness. They were just hysterical. They would literally do, uh, um, Oh, uh, what's the word? Euterectomy is not the right word. You guys will you guys will help me out. Um, hysterectomy, thank you. Hi- hysteria, hysterectomy, duh. They would do hysterectomies on women to make them more compliant, to make them better, to make them healthier. No, the the, the idea of hysterics, the idea of a broken down person, is literally the idea of a woman. Like they they're the two are the same in in psychological medical terminology. They don't and want to talk about that these days, but it's still a thing.
0: And nobody was looking at her well-being at that time, they were looking at her still as a product.
1: Oh, no, no. Her well-being was, how can we continue to make money on her? If she ruins her brand, oh, well, we can't make money on her if she ruins her brand. So let's turn her into our own child so that we can control her brand. She's not a person. She's a brand. She's a business to them.
0: Exactly. It's sick. And especially with her father,
1: who apparently from day one, she was saying she does not want to be... I judge him on his son, so I, I judge I judge parents on the the children that they inspire. Um, everybody is going to have a, a, a child who goes astray. That's fine, but he, he, the way his son talked about women tells me everything about what he's like as a man. Yes, because you don't learn that unless you see it demonstrated in front of you your whole life.
0: They're they are uh, they're their own person, and they
1: well, have, yeah, they're, they're strong willed and, and want to have their own. And life. I have to say first of all, I don't know what the podcast was and I'm not going to judge the podcaster too much for even having that conversation, but the podcaster was actually like, and that's their constitutional right. So so it was like, okay, there's a little applause here, but again, why are, why are we giving credence to people to talk about women and literally to get fame and glory by talking about women? Like, what do you have to offer?
0: They're still trying to get money off of her by releasing songs like swimming in the
1: stars and matches. And this is my problem because capitalism is the ultimate enemy, the money is still going to her. I'm using quotes around that. It's still her estate, even through all of this.
0: I know, but Jamie is still getting money from
1: it. That's the problem, is that the that the whole reason all of this exists is so that uh, a few guys can get percentages off of the work of others. And I mean, that's true of everything.
0: But can we turn the page a little bit? Ooh. Can we talk about Exaholic? Yes. So this was an unreleased Britney track from the glory era. Uh, It's an unfinished demo, but it is, it's fun. I mean, I wish that there was more of a dance break in it, but if it was finished, I feel like there would be, especially after the, Oh no, I think I need an intervention. You know, I think that there would be a dance break there, but it's fun. I've been playing
1: it every day. And this is the, yeah, this is the trouble is that she makes good music. And even though She's held hostage. Um, she's still a great artist, and yeah, it's it, it's like we were having this debate over Instacart. I uh, I won't mention it, but there's a, a chain that we were using because they they were direct. Um, you you know you were working directly with them, and it just it it got very disappointing. It just got very very disappointing. But at the same time, you know Instacart and Amazon and all these other fuckheads are trying to bust unions and profit off of workers' labor, and it's just like. I want to enjoy the music, and I do enjoy the music.
0: I thoroughly enjoy the music. We were cleaning yesterday, and all that we were doing was listening to Britney Spears.
1: It's it's a great discography. It, it lightens any mood, and I needed it, it.
0: I kind of, I know that this sounds bad, but I kind of hope that they finish Exaholic and release it this summer.
1: Well, and then they they're going to have to do things like that because uh, until the California legal system wises up and judges and lawyers stop being fuckheads, then she's not going to do anything. And you know what? I support her. She's on her own strike. She's on strike. She's on strike. Yeah. And she should stay on strike, at, but sadly they can still make so much money off of her even when she's on strike because there's. I mean, you us, and I
0: us listening to her discography
1: is. You and I know how much is left on the cutting room floor. Like, I think we have like what four or five versions of each of the songs that we actually released for you.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I've seen, I've been down the Britney Rabbit hole, I've seen all the unreleased music they have they have probably three or four full albums worth of music that they could release
1: everybody wants to write for britney and everyone probably sends in a demo and you know it it's it would be stupid for them not to test it with her to find the very best so yeah there's there's so many things that they could finish i i know we've talked about it but i think um uh, matches is one of those songs. I think I think Matches was was a demo it, made it was, for Britney. Uh, the way that I heard it was, was it was really Britney's singing her backup vocals. Um there are like her doubles, her layers. And for whatever reason they didn't use her lead track except in a few spots. But there's a song. And That's it's not song. it's a good song.
0: It's a song of the summer. Yeah. Speaking of the summer, this summer coming to a town near you. Provincetown specifically. <laughs> oh, really? P town. P town. Yes, you can get a tour of debauchery with John Waters himself. See, his debauchery scares me sometimes. He's going to take you
1: to all the best sex
0: spots in P town and
1: take you to the Dick Dock. Wait a minute. I, I thought all of P town. Like we we bought a. What we buy? Did we buy your mask there?
0: We bought my mask there. We bought um
1: my enema there like we we went to the shop now we've got we've got sex shops here in um in Philly and they they're decent. This one literally had a lounge for daddy to watch the son try on thongs and masks and dildos. It was lovely. It was a lovely sex shop.
0: It was I, I will say that. But this it's is brought to you stuff. It's brought to you by the Provincetown Film Society. It is a highly so John Waters Waters. Waters ooh. Wooders you Sorry, taught me to say from, it. I can't say it though. I'm I'm, 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 from, I'm from Philly. It comes out. Um, he support has supported the P Town Film Society for years now. It's a very
1: LGBT friendly. Uh, well, it's it's supposed to be the uh, less clicky, less um, fucked up version of Fire Island. Yes. Sorry. I was like, wait, what did you say
0: for a second? Because I was reading and then I was like, oh, that's what she said.
1: Well, I mean, Fire Island has just become very like white, gay, um, very, you know. I'm talking about the film festival. Well, no, no. But I'm saying is that the P-Town then kind of grew out of people who don't fit in it like a fire island, and they started to gravitate there. So it does not yeah. surprise me that John Waters has been a supporter he's, for years.
0: And he's summered there every year, I think they said for decades
1: now. That, again, completely unsurprising. That that definitely. I mean, just the fact that it's called Cape Cod. Cape Cod. Uh,
0: but since theaters have been closed since March, they weren't able to have a film festival this year, so they were trying to have... Small prizes to big prizes. And one of the big prizes was 10 people get to go on a tour with John Waters. And it is COVID compliant. You have to wear a mask while you go on this tour. But
1: you do get to have dinner and drinks with him afterwards. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. And again, like he scares me in a good way. I, I want him to keep going out there and making kinky weird fucked up things because if he doesn't, then we just get the homogeneity. I love Marvel. You are sort of not liking Marvel except for WandaVision, which you like.
0: I love Wanda. That's cause I love, uh, uh, what's her face. I Elizabeth, Elizabeth Olsen.
1: Okay. Oh, Kat Dennings could be in, well, no, that's not true. We didn't finish the Kat Dennings uh paranormal show. It just didn't it was too it was too bad. I mean I kind of wanted to
0: finish it, but I knew that you weren't liking it,
1: so I'll finish it. I'll finish it. Cause it's Kat Dennings, I owe it to Kat Dennings. So I I, I need to hold true. Anything that Cat Dennings is in, I will watch. I've said it. Yeah.
0: And also Elizabeth Olsen.
1: She's amazing. So I like Marvel. I like blockbusters, but John Waters needs to be out there making crazy fucking shit because we need that in we cinema that. too. We need, we need him and divine. We need gay shit. We, yeah. we need, and we need gay shit that's camp so that we can have gay shit that isn't camp. Like you, it, it has to start on the fringes before we will accept it into the mainstream.
0: Exactly. But for now, I think we are going to say goodnight.
1: I was like, you had me at, butt.
0: but, but, but no. Okay. Happy so morning, where everyone.
1: Where can we find you on social media, Dean? At Dean Sage Media. If I exist somewhere, it's at Dean Sage Media. Where can we find your books? You can find me on Amazon and on Apple Books and on Nook, but not on Kobo. Fuck Kobo. Fuck Kobo. We don't want to talk about Kobo. I think the library's rejected me too. Fuck the library. Fuck the public library. Well, no, that would hurt. There's lots of paper cuts. That would be a lot of paper cuts.
0: Where can I find myself? I can find myself at John P underscore music on Twitter, at JohnPatrickOfficial on Facebook and Instagram. And you can find my music at anywhere digital music is sold. And also, you can find a physical copy of my CD on Amazon Music.
1: Ooh, she has a CD, girls and boys. Yeah.
0: So say ta-ta for now, Dean. TTFN.